0: Welcome to three, 2, 1, Go! The Podcast. I'm John Pelkey.
1: And I'm Carissa Galloway, and we're bringing you stories from start to finish to keep the everyday athlete motivated to keep moving towards the next finish.
0: All right, Carissa, today we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to get social with our Dopey athletes, learning all about the Hashtag Run Dopey group from their founders who formed this positive focus group as first-timers to Dopey doing The Galloway Method, of all things.
1: Uh, run, Walk, Run gets it done. It's our biggest group podcast. They'll have to follow along because they've got great tips. And as you said, I love to focus on positivity because, as we know, the internet world sometimes, <laughs> it needs more of that. Uh, and there's some there's some funny moments, some wardrobe malfunctions that might just make you laugh out loud when you're out there, uh, if you're running and listening. If you do listen while you run, we're also going to talk about the Mediterranean diet and Healthier you. Share some more dopey tips from William and open the mailbag. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, the nicest thing you can do, a little Christmas gift for us. Please subscribe. Leave us a review. And John, you know what else you can tell your friends about besides 3 2, one go Hyper Ice. Hyper Ice. That's right. We did not cover this interview how using those Hyper Ice Normatec boots will save your legs immensely during your dopey event weekend. John, he's so youthful now because he's got that Hyper Ice Venom tube back. So, get one for yourself and a loved one this holiday season. Go to hyperice.com. Use the code 321GO, just like it sounds 321GO, for an extra special discount. Now, let's do this.
2: Three,
0: two, one, go! All right, Carissa, before we move on to our interview, which is Just a lot of fun. Let's have a lot of fun catching up here. haven't seen you in a bit, and you've just finished up your running season at the Rock and Roll San Antonio. First, I do have to tell you one of the most disappointing things for me ever was I used to travel, as you know, extensively for Universal Studios, and I had a a booked trip to do some uh, performing for a marketing thing in San Antonio. I was going to be there for four days with a full day off, and I hear so many great things about San Antonio and it was canceled, and I'd never been there. So two things. how is San Antonio as cool as everybody says, and how was the event?
1: Um, it is so much as cool as everyone says. It's, it's just in- crazy to me because we go to a lot of cities. I go to a lot of, lot of cities. And most of them, you don't get to experience everything. But San Antonio, it's so easy. Mm. The Riverwalk is so beautiful to see everything. There's so much to see. It was my second year. Uh, I'm not going back next year. I probably won't be going back because they're changing the way they do some things um, at Rock and Roll in terms of uh, uh, the announcing team. So I won't be there. But it's so much fun. I was with Andrea, who used to be my co-announcer in Disneyland. So we already know each other, and Michael and Matthew were out there. Michael does Diz and Matthew. Outstanding. Um, So you say how cool it was. So we went on Saturday. We met up with them. We went to something called the Pearl District, which was a little Uber ride away, which is a really cute, unique little district. And then we walked maybe two and a half miles down the river walk back into sort of the main, more touristy section And there was at one point, we were like, what is wrong with us? Because every 10 seconds, we'd be like, look, a bench. Oh, my God, that bench is so cute. I love you, San Antonio. And then we were like, have we never been outside before? Like, you'll have to ask them. It was hilarious. A bird. Like, it was literally like... We I am so envious.
0: Home. I'm so yeah. envious because, you know, this was when uh, when I was supposed to travel there. I think it was either early internet or pre-internet. So you couldn't really go on and see about cities. But I had so many people at Universal in the marketing department who'd been there. And they were talking about how great San Antonio was. And, oh, my God, isn't this schedule amazing? We're going to have a full day off. And then we don't have to work early the next morning. So it was perfectly set up, which it never is for us, as you know. Normally, it's like, oh, you have the day off. But you'll be up at... Four in the morning, so it's like, wow, I'll have a late lunch and then go to bed. Um, and then the whole thing came apart. I don't remember why. Uh, and I, probably, no one ended up going. It was probably your
1: fault. It was probably your fault.
0: I'm sure it was my <laughs> fault. I, I think I was playing Beetlejuice, so uh, so many things were blamed on me at that point. Um, but I, I I am envious and I have heard many, many amazing things about uh, the Riverwalk area and uh, just everything in and around San Antonio. No offense to any other cities in Texas, but That's everybody right. always says your two coolest Texas cities are San Antonio and Austin. And I have been to Austin, which is a great town, uh, but I hope to at some point get to San Antonio. Sorry, you're not going back. I'll send them my resume because I need more work.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's just the Riverwalk is so cool. It's very, there were a lot of Disney-esque elements, or that's what happens when you're a Disney person. You're like, oh, this is just like a Disney. And that's kind of the other thing we kept saying. But the Riverwalk makes it really, really cool. We did the barge tour there. There was a lot of Christmas lights. We saw a cathedral laser light show, which we were told it was Christmas. It was more historical, which you would have loved. So uh, very exciting. And the other thing I did, I'm a very healthy eater. You know that. And usually when I go out, I don't super indulged because you don't always feel great. And I may be paid for this, but I had, there was this fantastic Italian restaurant we went to where they made a, their special entree came in like a wheel of cheese and they put the pasta in the wheel of cheese and they mix it up in the wheel of cheese and then they dumped crab and a cream sauce on it. And then they put truffles on it. Um, It was insane. I was recently so had
0: that same dish sans the crab. Uh, yeah. at a at a little Italian place uh, not too far from us here. Uh, and they only do it, like, I think one day a week they, they offer this. And I'm like, well, my goodness, I have to try it. And you're right. It is so rich. I, I could hear my cholesterol rising. <laughs> my, my heart took a moment to go, Are you are you really sure you want to do this, John? And I did break it down into, I think, three meals. It was such a large portion. So I didn't feel too bad about it. But I know of what you speak – uh, anything involving a wheel of cheese wheel of is cheese. going we to be a good day.
1: Literally wheeled out yes. the wheel of cheese. It was amazing. So Andrew and I split it. So we did, you know, we can't take the leftovers home, but it was delightful. I do want to shout out Astrea. She's another fairy tale runner was there and then Katie who lives in Texas but helps with the corrals. In Run Disney, she was there as well. So it was a really good race. If you need next year, like a long run, and you don't want to do it by yourself, I think that makes San Antonio a really good option. And then I do want to shout out Alexis, not related to San Antonio, but I did a corporate webinar yesterday for uh, her company. She brought me in to talk about nutrition. So thanks, Alexis. And she is a podcast listener.
0: All right. Hi, Alexis. Thank you for listening.
1: John, I've got some questions, some concerns. I'd like to kind of uh, close the loop on what happened with the Christmas ornaments. Uh, we have and, not and gotten the, insulti- the ornaments
0: down yet. Um, John, it
1: is December sixth when we're taping this.
0: I know we'll, we'll probably get the tree up later on this, maybe this weekend. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, no. But uh, what what happened was it was um, my my lovely wife uh, Jody, who's uh, been on this far podcast,
1: more talented than you. She
0: uh, it was her one day off between uh, like f- the week before. Till now, she, I don't think she has a day off until like the 2nd of uh, January, 1st or 2nd of January, uh, including Christmas Day. She's working. So I. that was her day. It's whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it. So she is in the market for a new car in the near future. Um, not necessarily right away, her, though her car is 14 years old. Shout out to Honda Fits, though, because, man, they, they hold together. Um, so she said, hey, won't this be fun? Let's go. Take a look at cars, because she's considering maybe electric or a hybrid uh, car. And uh, maybe maybe just take a look at cars, and then we'll go to lunch. And uh, so that's what we did. We went to the uh, Kia dealership, and man, have those things gotten much cooler. And uh, we we drove a couple of different cars. She did not decide to buy a car. Again, we, you know, we're, we're on that probably by summer she'll have a new car, but there's no sort of rush. Uh, and the good thing is, I'll shout out to the Kia dealership they They're Brandon over there, very, very nice, it was not a high pressure thing, they laid out what, you know, what it would, the cost of everything would be and all of the features on a car. But by the way, you need like a 400 level literature class type discussion for all of the features on the, a new car. Yeah. I mean, I have my car six years old, and there are things I still don't know. There are buttons that I'm not sure what they do. Uh, and, uh, when you move into the, and I know you have, uh, um, uh, uh, no, uh, <laughs> a Tesla. So yeah. when you move into the electric car, you've got all these other sort of, it's, it's like buying a new computer. And, yeah, uh, so we both hate th- doing,
1: and we were both daunting. doing daunting dramatically. You and I are, are, I'm not an early adopter. I don't like, I like to, I, you know, that, that's frightens yep. me.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. I like to make sure, get all the bugs out of it. I mean, you're not, yeah. you know, my f- cell phone, it took me a long time to get, uh, an iPhone. I did. I'm on my second one now. I've had it for several years. I'm going to try to hang on to it for a while because one can go broke trying to keep up. But more importantly, to your point, I I just, I don't have the, the wherewithal to figure out all of the bells and whistles well I, I, they're you know, there
1: they're helpful but yes it's it great, a a great bit a time and but- i used to work for lincoln i used to do the auto shows i used to travel the country helping explain the cars and nowadays it you know would be a little bit more more involved in things like that so well i'm glad you had a positive experience because i feel like car shopping furniture shopping not always the most fun things to do yeah, but i, I kind kids, of enjoy
0: so. them i think i enjoy the idea of doing it just often more than i do the actual doing it of doing it um but, uh, but no, it was a good experience, and so the Kia's on, it's on the list, possibility, a couple of models of Kias, but we'll move forward on this. Again, my wife is uh, very, very smart, and uh, she can be frugal, which, thank God, because my retirement looks a lot better than if it, if it had just been me, my retirement will, it would have literally been a Rod Carew signed baseball that I overpaid for, um, but uh, she's she's not like an impulse buyer so we'll do our homework and see but shout out to the good folks at kia for being really really nice to us and having a fabulous coffee machine that gives you multiple types of coffee which made very very happy for me so there you go we're gonna get the ornaments down soon though
1: good and shout out to her for doing the good holiday work making the holiday magic all across orlando so thank you jody for that and you you went to epcot was that to see jody
0: I did last yesterday. Uh, last night, you say you
1: don't ever go to the parks. I never, and, and I never
0: go did. to the parks uh, because I am not a cast member and I do not get in. And we no longer get tickets, so there was, no, you know, my How'd wife get can in? sign me in. Jump the get, fence. What's oh, that?
1: Your wife. You do jump the fence?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Using using my uh, see, folks, I'm not a long distance runner, but my agility is off the charts. Hi, jumper. I can Spider-Man the fences. Uh, No, 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 no. Our our friends Rolando and Selena. Uh, Rolando, who you can uh, see, he's a... a, um, If you go to Savis, you might run into Rolando. Let's just say that if you're making your way over. And Selena is a brilliant director and theater teacher, professor. Anyway, uh, they were nice enough to get me in because on a day that Joe's working, she can't really sign me in because... Labafana's, it's yeah, it's your. There's a lot, there's a lot to deal with. So we were able to do that. I was able to see uh, uh, Pierre Noel. I was able to see uh, the uh, the Japanese storyteller, who she she's a friend of of mine as well. I don't the character's name, I forget, and uh, we were able to see the Norway uh, Christmas as well because uh, we were, we had some friends over there. So we saw all of that. We had a little bit of food. Uh, f- shout out to the cheese plate that we had last night, which was phenomenal. And thanks to the f- good folks at Disney for making the plates larger at uh, from these little kiosks because... Let's just be honest. People complained about the portion sizes, and they have addressed that in every way. It was really good. So we did that. We didn't stick around for the new fireworks and stuff. It was incredibly crowded because I was John say, Stamos was the yeah. uh, was a candlelight, which I've never seen candlelight. That's the closest I've ever come. I just walked by, and uh, and then they'd taken down the walls at Epcot that had been up for so long for the renovation stuff, and they were debuting the new show, and it was just packed and crowded. And Jody had worked all day. So, uh, we came and we had a couple of adult beverages, some lovely adult beverages. And uh, and then came home, but it was a good time over at Epcot. Again, I never go to the parks, but Epcot is my favorite place to go. Just to the diversity of things that you can do.
1: Well, and it's the least Disney like. Let's be honest. That's why you.
0: Uh, no, and not you. <laughs> people miss. me. My- I love Disney stuff, uh, I, but it's it it just it's a it's a more diverse thing to do. And frankly, if I'd had more time, I would have gone and seen the three hundred and sixty China film. I would have gone Impression du France, all of that. I really like all of that stuff. But man, you it was park? packed. And, and is it darker than it used to be? Have they like, turned did, the lights down more?
1: In, on earth, I mean it's winter, that's happening, getting darker earlier. Claire wow. and I had this discussion the other day. She's well played. excitedly awaiting the equinox.
0: <laughs> well. No, I, it's just walking <laughs> around. Is it darker uh,
1: out here or is it just me?
0: <laughs> it's certainly earlier. Uh the uh it maybe maybe it's just been a while and I and I was there. I I saw Joe last year, but um With all the decorations up, you know, they do a little more of the mood lighting, and it just seemed darker. It was cool. It looked great, but with the immense crowds and all of that, uh, Johnny needed to get home, but Johnny did go to Epcot.
1: There you go. Johnny goes to Epcot. Before we dive into Hashtag Run Dopey, you had someone, John, that you wanted to recognize
0: Yeah, I just found out this morning before we started taping this that Norman Lear passed away. The great uh, television producer, Norman Lear, who was such a big part of my uh, childhood, All in the Family and the Jeffersons, Maud, any number of different shows. Um, So I just want to shout out a long, successful career and just reminding me of, you know, shows when I was small. I think All in the Family came on when I was either seven or eight years old. And, but I was aware of them because my parents watched them and I, they must have been, it must have been, I think it was at eight o'clock at night, so I was still allowed to stay up and watch. Um, and it was groundbreaking at the time and still holds up uh, as a social commentary show and a lot of Norman Lear's stuff was. But he was 101, Carissa. Norman no, no, Lear amazing. was 101. And I think it also, it goes to this, and I've seen a lot of interviews with Lear about this, is one of the great thing, best things you can do for yourself is do something that you love for a living. Mm-hmm. And he was lucky enough that it was, he was very, very profitable. Uh, and so, he obviously, financially did very well. But he always loved what he did. He always had his creative juices were always flowing. And uh, that certainly, I'm sure, helped him. But uh, rest in peace, Norman. 101 Norman Lear years. Come on.
1: And then laughter, right? They say laughter is oh. something that helps us stay, stay younger. You always see those cute little old people that are joyful. So we got to work on that, John, for you.
0: <laughs> well, I'll get there.
1: At 101, John's going to be the happiest man, smiling, going to be all over the place. I'd love to
0: have 41 and a half more years. Yes. Yes. Come on. Oh my gosh.
1: Doesn't that seem like a lot? No, no, 31.
0: Oh, holy hell. (laughs) No, it's 41. What am I? I'm 59. Okay.
1: How old am I? I don't know. You say it, I think, every podcast. I think it's a requisite. And then I, like, will never say it. We were at rock and roll, and this guy kept being like, you know, how old are you? I'm like, I'm just not going to tell you. Like, that's just – and stop <laughs> asking me. Like, well, uh, I think you're making yourself seem older than you are. And I was like, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm never going to say out loud how old I am for the I, rest I, of my life. I've
0: no. had enough people tell me that I don't quite look my age that I don't mind telling people. And I'm not going to mind man. at all when I turn 60 because if I don't look my age and I go, there's no way you're 60 – Except for you know a few friends of mine, I'm sure Good. you know.
1: I'm
3: sure Shares? Riley and
0: Mark will think differently, but
1: yeah, share seventy. Claire and I had a discussion about share uh, yesterday, but that's that's not in the script. That's not where we're supposed to go. I love. Cher. Have you heard her new Christmas song?
0: What was that? I know her She's- new Christmas song. No, uh, I have not heard it yet. I've okay. avoided Christmas music up to this point.
1: Well, that's that's terrible. Well, we're not going to play it. We don't have the royalties for that. But go listen to it. I'd love to know what you think. She also Claire also had some questions about her face. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> we were started a did, discussion about. Did you, you know, say well, it's
0: it's simply one of Cher's many faces? I, I think guess. is how I would pre- present it. But.
1: I was and I was like, well, she kind of looks like Barry Manilow too, you know. But just good when for you her. Get she, you know,
0: I always have a lot of respect for her because she's a terrific, romantic actress, very talented singer. There's a lot of going on, and she kind of tells it like it is, and yeah. uh, kind of really appreciate that from from Cher. So,
1: and it's her first we, Christmas album ever. Uh, so check that out. It's a little dancey. Wow. I guess that's Cher, right?
0: Wow. Do you remember yeah. your first, I remember my first two Christmas albums I ever had when I was a kid. Uh, this is how old I am, folks. And I know mm-hmm. I don't look my age. We had
1: re- Christmas records.
0: I Yeah, I have Christmas records. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary Clooney and uh, Burl Ives. I had mm. those Christmas records. I remember as a kid vividly watching and listening, or listening, watching, listening to them and then seeing them obviously on Christmas specials when I was a kid. I do miss Christmas yeah. specials. For T V, which I don't ever watch anymore.
1: We watched Rudolph last night, but we had I remember when I was younger, we had the Johnny Mathis record. So I heard a oh, lot yeah. of the, the Johnny Mathis Winter Wonderland record, so it still brings a lot of nostalgic vibes. My so, mom's uh, favorite
0: singer, and she met uh, she met him Johnny once in Potel. A, a yeah. Yeah.
1: That's how it goes. Yeah. Sitting that's in right. a
0: railway station.
1: Why, uh, only we, no we, no we don't Christmas have the ass Sorry, so I don't Come we on. don't. All right. Well, we are gonna get in all things running, Dobie. Thank you guys for listening to our chat. We try to give you a little some interest, some little peek behind the curtain. Before we jump on on, John, we got one more thing.
0: Yeah, before we get to all things running dopey, we want to give a special three, two, one, go shout out to Sarah Akers with Runs on Magic. If you want to experience some extra special magic during those run Disney weekends, or you're looking to get away on a cruise, Sarah Akers with Runs on Magic can take care of you and help you.
1: Oh, we love those Disney cruises, but she can help plan the right experience for you. So she's got complimentary travel planning services, personalized itineraries, and she specializes specializes in everything. So Disney, Run Disney, Universal, cruise vacations, wherever you want to go, she can help you out. Find her on Instagram, follow her and give her that 321 go love at runs on magic. She also shares special offers there. You go to runsonmagic.com.
2: Okay, civilians, it's time
4: for the goods. Let's get on to the interview.
0: Please welcome to three, two, one, go our biggest group episode, the official Run Disney shenaniganators. See, I knew I'd get that wrong. The host of <laughs> Hashtag Run Disney Group. Hello, friends.
1: <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. All right, so those of you that can't see, yes, run dopey, hashtag all these friends. Uh, They can't see everybody, so we need you guys to alphabetically, to keep this organized because John and I like order, uh, alphabetically introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about yourself, your Run Disney background, and if you go over 60 seconds, John will make a quacking sound to let you know that you've gone too long. All right, alphabetically, who's first? Christine.
4: I am, I guess. Okay. Hey, everyone. everyone. I'm Christine Purvis. Um, I'm the founder of the group. I started this group in uh, 2019 when my sister and I were going to do the Dopey together, our first Dopey. And it started out just for me and her, just a Facebook group. So because she was in California and I was in Mississippi. And it was to, I guess, just for me and her to, to keep accountable to each other. And we were in other Run Dopey groups, or not Run Dopey, just other Disney groups, And uh, there was some little bit of like, I don't want to say drama, but it was kind of like uncomfortable, you know, when you'd ask a question sometimes. And so I thought, well, should we just invite a few people and see if they want to join with us, you know, to new people that want to do the Galloway with us. And we decided to invite just a few people. And that night we had 100 people and we were so excited. We were like, oh, this is great. This is great. There's 100 people. And the three of you were one of the first people. (laughs) And, um, it just kind of took off from there. Um, so this was a labor of love for me and my sister. And how did that first dopey
1: go for you guys?
4: It went really, really good. The first year, you know, people don't, you know, you're in your training and you're doing, and we had a lot of, I had drama going on in my, my work and, um, a lot of stuff happening. We had a lady, uh, one of our moderators that was experiencing cancer, we were all up and down. We had emotions going on and everything, but we ended up pulling together as a team and meeting each other for the first time in public, you know, in person, which was really, really amazing because we became friends online. But it's different when you you know, you get to hug each other.
0: Christine, what, what was your what was your running history before you decided to run dopey? I mean, how many marathons, half marathons, five k's? Are you one of these crazy people who was like, I've never run a distance, so I'm going to do this.
4: Yeah, My sister ran in 2012 the Tower of Terror run, and we dressed up, and it was my first Disney experience uh, at a race watching her, cheering her on. So after that, uh, I've had health problems through the years, and I've been trying to heal myself, working on myself. So I decided I was going to run 2013 uh, Tower of Terror. And that 10 miles was just, you know, seemed like just out of this, you know, mind boggling. I didn't think I could even run five miles. So we did that challenge and then just became addicted. After that, in 2015, we did the, our first princess. And then after our first princess, a year later, 16, 17, we did a couple half marathons and then we tried the full marathon in 2018. And then Dopey was 2020.
2: Awesome. So,
4: yeah. So we'll get, so I'm not, I'm not, my sister has done all the dopies. She's just gone crazy with it. You know, she uh, so I started to support her <laughs> and kind of got pulled into it. And it's just become an addiction. My favorite thing to do with is to run with her. And now I have this big, you know, this family and she's been able to, she was living in Florida. So she was able to run and do a lot of the runs with them. Awesome. And, um, so I just sit from the fa- from afar and watch it all happen. And You're coming back this year. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm fundraising and trying to get back down there. Is-
1: awesome. All right. So we got Christine. Let her see. We've got three lovely ladies. They're all together joining us from New York City because they just did the New York City Marathon. So congratulations on
2: that. <gasps> all right. Which one of you is going to go first? Me, italis. Um, so I'm from Puerto Rico. Um I started running actually my motivation for running it was because so people dress up to run, so I need to run to do that. Uh, to to dress up okay, so let's run, okay, it's fine. So I started running like a couple of 5Ks back home. We don't have like a lot of uh, like a run community back home in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So I mostly do my my runs and obviously I'm a business runner, so I love it. Um, so I joined the group. I was one of those like 100 people uh, that Christine was telling about that first join the group um, because it was my first OP, my first marathon ever, like the full distance. Um, I did a couple of half before, but not the full distance. So I was like completely scared and I was, I signed up for myself. Like no one in my family runs. Uh, my husband uh, ran a couple of half with me, but it's not his thing. He he actually does uh, do it for me, but it is like, okay, you're fine. So now that I found my crew, he's like, okay, you will do amazing. You go, you run, have the best time, and I will cheer you on. So, so yeah, I did uh, Dolby 2020, and then uh, I have done Dolby ever since.
1: Wow. Isn't
0: well, that, and, and I will
1: attest that I've been to Puerto Rico several times. It is chal- There's not those big, long trails that you can run on. I mean, it is definitely very challenging to get in
2: those long miles there, so good for you and the weather is horrible it's hot yep. all all the this, time. yes yeah so that's why i'm mrs treadmill so i do most of my miles um if not all of them in treadmill just because i'm not a morning runner only at disney um and if i <laughs> want to beat a little bit of uh, the heat back home i will have to be up running at four or something and you know that's not safe so, either yeah because i run by myself because I don't have running friends back home all my running friends are all <laughs> over the country so <laughs> on the state. so but yeah that's one of the things that definitely um be part of this group has given me because I didn't have like any running friends that motivates me like push me and I found that here so and they're my family now
1: And we need that. We need that motivation, especially when training for something as big as dopey. All right. Dallas representing Puerto Rico. Who's next? Hi. It's me. My name's Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Um,
3: I'm (laughs) from Florida, born and raised uh, from the Tampa area. Um, Very similar to Dallas. Um, I I ran like a little bit, like, you know, maybe like – three-ish miles just for like health reasons. And then, um, in 2017, I had a friend say, Hey, we should run a half marathon. I'm like, Nope. And they're like, no, we're going to run at Disney and you can wear a costume. And I was like, I can wear a costume. Oh yeah. I'm totally doing this. I'm like, I don't know if I can run a half, but I'll try. Um, so that was my first experience with a Disney race. And then, um, I honestly never thought ever I would run more than a half um, and then my husband ran Dopey in 2019 without training, which I do not recommend to anybody. And I thought, well, <laughs> if he can do it, um, that also, he has become infamous in our group for his yeah. non-training. Yeah.
1: There's so many um, of them. Crazy. And yet they, I just, I don't.
3: Yeah. I,
1: it's, yeah.
0: I would not follow
3: uh, his training uh, plan.
0: Let me tell you something. For all the interviews Riley did with people this weekend, Carissa, I I mentioned it to you. I think every single person interviewed said, no, I I really didn't train for this. So I'm beginning to uh, believe that a larger percentage of people don't train than do. Prove me wrong.
3: I don't know. It's definitely not something that I wanted to do. So when I, I was like, well, if he can do it without training, I can totally do this. So I signed up for uh, for Dopey in 2020, but I was like, look, I need all the help I can get. It's going to be my first marathon, you know, after all of these other races, I really need, um, I need accountability and I need to find, you know, people who are doing this uh, with me. And so when I saw Christine's post that she was making this group that was geared towards, you um, you know, first time dopey runners who were going to be following the Galloway method, which is um, what I used for my half in 2017. um, And for the other races that I had run, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is totally for me. And so I joined right away. I was one of those first hundred people. And I was like, I am all in. This is how I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to post every single run that is on the training plan, whether it's good, it's bad, whatever. I'm going to post it. I'm going to be real, Um, you know, and I don't really post a lot about me personally on my Facebook page. Um, So this was like a place to be kind of um, very open about what I was doing and kind of just put it all out there and be vulnerable. And it was such a safe, a a safe place to, um, to do that. And it was really amazing. And the connections that we all made um, with all of the trials that we were going through, the great training runs, the bad training runs, and just everyone was so motivating and encouraging. And so, um, you know, then once we finally met in person, which was, I met a couple of people at, um,
2: one
3: well, first at Disneyland Paris, oh, yeah. um, that was our Ooh. first official Rundobi oh, meetup, so but jealous. it was me like and two other <laughs> members, Mark Arana and Stephanie Heath. Um, and then after that one, we had, or we had wine and dine where we had a bigger group meetup and that's where I met, um, Idalis and Paula and, um, a few other people and, um, I remember just feeling like I knew them already and like they were already family. It was, it was pretty incredible. It, it uh, was
4: incredible.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, very emotional. And then, you know, we knew, so then we knew going into Dopey weekend that we had this family already that um, was going to support each other. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, it was really amazing. And now um, I'm happy to say that I completed that Dopey successfully and um, all the rest since. And I've even like roped my whole family into doing it. I have two kids who are um, seven and nine right now, and they've run the princess race with us, which um, they enjoyed. But I think I didn't prepare them well for the fact that we were going to be stopping a lot to take pictures because they really (laughs) just wanted to run. And they're like, what? We're stopping again? I'm like, that's the whole point of this race.
1: (laughs) You'll have to work with John on on understanding that concept as well, that there is entertainment on the course, and that's part of what people enjoy. Right, John?
0: I You can't prove that by me. I had my head down. I was looking at my feet the entire time. I The only thing I got a picture of was in front of a piece of topiary that I don't actually think was anything special for the race. So, you know, I went the distance. I got to the finish line. I thought that was the point. Now I'm being picked on for not getting enough pictures. I can't win. I can't win. That's it.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's my story. Now, um, Now we run pretty much every race together. And uh, we go other places like New York City and run majors together. So it's pretty amazing.
1: And we're going to get to that because that is so exciting. John and I are obsessed with the New York City Marathon and I want to run it, but obviously for obvious reasons have never been able to. Um, but we'll get to that. And then lastly, I think we have Paula.
5: Yes. Hello. Hi,
1: Paula. Hi. Tell us your so story.
5: Paula Adams. Uh, Paula Adams from New Hampshire. Uh, my running history was I did not run when I was younger. I had very uncontrolled asthma. I could not breathe and was sick a lot, actually. But um, in my 30s, tried to uh, start running and started uh, learning about the Galloway Method through a friend, my friend Lynn, who introduced me to it, and found it really worked well for me. I did actually one full marathon. I ran the Philly Marathon without the Galloway Method, and I felt terrible after. I was trashed. Um, But then I kind of started training for Dopey. I did Dopey right after that in 17 with her and kind of stuck with her and did the Galloway method and found even after a full Dopey, I felt so much better than I did with even that one full marathon without the Galloway um, that it was just very eye opening for me. And I started using adopted that method and kind of worked, uh, played around the intervals, found what worked for me. And it's been wonderful for me. And I, I feel great at the end of races. I'm usually kind of passing people at the end who are gassed out because I've kind of learned how to pace myself with it and uh, really be in tune with my body. So it's been amazing. <laughs> um, I did Dopey e in 17. Uh, that was the year that they had the canceled half marathon because mm-hmm. of the storms. And uh, we went out and ran around the resort. Because that was my first doping and I wanted to uh, prove to myself yeah. that I could get those miles. So we went and ro- ran around Port Orleans, Riverside and French Quarter and earned those miles and went and did the full. Uh, I was terrified, uh, but did it. And it was amazing. Uh, I went back in 18 for a redemption to do the whole thing. I figured that would be it. Oh no, <laughs> um, no. So and then I um, also I should preface that I did um, my husband and I did the Star Wars the inaugural Dark, dark Side Challenge um, in sixteen. So that was actually my first Disney race, and what an experience it was! It was crazy. It was so much fun. Um, but then um, found this group, uh, like Christine said, some of the other some of the other groups you won't name them, but there's some snarkiness <laughs> and um, some not so the welcome. internet, right? It leads to yeah, the, what do we call know, it keyboard people- courage. <laughs> Are So funny and hysterical, but yeah, it's it's not helpful when you're struggling and you're scared and Mm -hmm. you want to ask questions. So kind of joined this group and just really clicked with everybody's personalities. The energy in this group is amazing and it still is. Uh, They keep it very positive. We work really hard on that and keeping encouraging. Um, So yeah, I've been doing Dopey ever since and just did my perfect year. Actually, we all did. Mm -hmm. We had a perfect season last year, Mm -hmm. did the cruise. It was amazing. So Yeah, and then from there I've gone on to do ultra marathons and exploring lots of fun things. So,
1: see John, fun things, ultra marathons,
5: fun things, John. Yeah. Okay. After you do, no, I am
0: not accepting.
5: You know, after I did Dopey, I thought, "Well, my God, that was amazing. What else? My body did that. What else? What else else can can I do? do? Bring it in, bring it in." (laughs) That was
1: amazing, ladies. That was. Uh,
0: I'm sorry. After I did my 5K. After I did my 5K, my body said, you should retire now to a house on Lake Lucerne somewhere. And you, you, you've you done everything you need to do. That's perfect. You know, I love, uh, that's what I love about your group too, is just the relentless positivity, which I think is really, really important. Um Now, we, we know we, you cover Puerto Rico, the lower 48. Tell us a little about the group as a whole. How many states do you cover? How many people, if you even know those things, how large are you? And are you obviously continuing to grow?
3: So when we first finished, um, the original dopey that, uh, the group was created for in, uh, 2020, we had around 600 people in the group and, um, over the years it's grown to now over 4,600. Um, now obviously all those people don't come to every single race weekend. Um, but really we have, we have people, not just in the United States. We have, um, quite a few Canadians. We have, um, Belgians, Bel- yeah. French people, um, people from really all over yeah. the world, mm-hmm. Netherlands, um, Australia, yep, the UK, Australia, yeah, um, yeah really all over. So um, we're we're a very international international group.
1: Now, if anybody wants to join, you know, how can they do that? Is there like a snarkiness test they have to pass like before <laughs> before getting in? Because I have to be honest, I hate that about groups. There I was in the annual pass holder group and I just asked a simple question. Like, I didn't know like if my magic band was shipping and I had even looked it up. They were so mean. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like what? That's, you know?
4: that's what started this whole group because they were they were really mean to this one lady and they were saying, Go back and and read, you know, we've yeah. answered this question several times and And it's so hard to go back when there's thousands of posts to go through, you know, and I was like, I just want a small group. Let's just ask, you know, and keep it small. And there were so many times, too, when you don't feel good and you get on that line, you don't want to run your 45 minutes, you know, or that day, that training, you get on and you see this Leslie smiling with her little picture every every day, (laughs) all of them, every day. And I was like, oh, I got to get out. I don't want to, but I'm going to do it, you know. And uh, and that's what the positivity in this group has been—the main value we've kept, you know. So there's no snarky test, <laughs> but the I, I, moderators are really good to 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 uh, put out fires when they see something getting a little bit and, and or jumping and ask, answering questions, even if we've heard the question a thousand times. Yep.
1: And you have to, because it you is know? as we're going to go through. Any run Disney race, if you haven't done it, especially dopey, is is a lot to kind of wrap your brain around. So we know there's a lot of dopey experience here. So when this podcast comes out, it'll be about three weeks until dopey. And I think in that time, a lot of that, as with any big challenge like that, I don't know if I can do this, I'm not going to be able to do this, uh, starts to come out. So do any of you have a little pep talk for those athletes to how to get through that sort of doubt?
5: Uh, trust your training. If you're, hopefully, you're training. Um, <laughs> but forward momentum. Believe in yourself. I really, truly believe in positive self-talk. You have to train your mind to be positive. Don't get down on yourself on your runs. Don't start telling yourself things like, "Oh my God, I'm not going fast enough. I'm not going to make it. I'm not good enough. Everybody's faster than me." Don't do that. Stop. Look around you. Focus on something else. Focus on people around you. Talk to people um, tell yourself you're doing great forward momentum. Just keep moving forward. Even if it's slow, we believe in you. You've got this. Just keep moving forward. Anything else? guys?
3: Really run the mile that you're in, you know, focus on that, focus on getting through that mile, focus on, you know, the next, the next light post, focus on, you know, that person ahead of you and try to talk to them, strike up a conversation with somebody next Mm -hmm. to you. That always makes the miles go
5: faster for me. Chunk it up. We talk about chunking chunking, it up. Yes, chunking yeah, it up, chunking Don't it up miles to think about, like you said, the next for, 5K. 5k or one mile or whatever it is you can get through half a mile. Mm-hmm. Look at the person next to you, say, I'm really struggling and they will help you. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Runners are the most amazing, positive people in mm-hmm. my really. experience. And you're never alone out there.
2: At least on the back of the pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and I will
4: say, We're back of the packs. Yeah, we're back. We're a party in the back. That's for sure. Yep. Um, and a 15 minute mile is still Disney legal. You know, people get down on themselves when when they have to walk a mile or to catch their breath. And, you know, that was one of the the themes I was seeing at the at the very beginning was people would get down on themselves for going 15, you know, doing a 15 minute mile pace during their training. And it was like, that's fine. You're still Disney legal. Just get in the miles, get in the miles because the adrenaline keeps you going at Disney. They got the music going. You're around all that energy. So your 15 minute mile is going to take off a little bit, you know. So it's a. it's that self talk, like she
0: said. And in the end, and in the end, everybody gets the same medal. You get the picture at the finish line. So really, it's it's getting to that finish line that's most important. So let me ask this question for those people like myself who have never never done a dopey, Some people out there who may be considering it. What are your tips for um, as opposed to successfully compete uh, completing just your training to get there to feel to have that any level of confidence when you get there have to imagine that very first race, a lot of doubts creeping into people's minds. So what are your tips for for training to get there so your mind's in the right place?
3: I think definitely following, you know, choosing a training plan that's going to mm-hmm. suit your um, schedule and following that training plan. For me, it was a Galloway training plan. I know other people use Others,
1: what um, people use other plan. types of training other than Galloway? No,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out.
1: No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He is the official <laughs> run Disney training consultant for a reason, but wait, and there there's are a reason for other that plans. Yeah. What? yeah, not in this house. There's a reason that he is the official. Um,
3: Training so it does work.
5: It is light and true and it works. And And staying
4: consistent with his training gives you confidence. You know, if you if you're missing it, missing a training here and there, you're gonna kind of lose confidence of ooh, you know, I'm not on track. And staying very consistent, even if you go out for your forty-five minute run and you walk it the whole time, Mm -hmm. you consistently stayed with that training. And it's 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 a it's a discipline that the team helps with because there are days where you do want to quit or you want to, you know, you don't, you just want to skip it.
1: We're, we're going to talk more about sort of the motivation, but there are a lot of logistics that go into doing Dopey. One of those is packing. So do you guys have any tips for how to successfully pack for Dopey? Yeah.
2: So one of the things that I do, obviously we are huge costume web. Wear- so we have a costume for every race. So what I always do, and I think everyone here does, it's like we put in big zip locks, like everything that you are going to need for that day, like everything. So you know that you have everything that you need. Um, and then obviously those zip locks that you can sit on them and seal it, it saves a lot of space in your um, luggage as well. So obviously, list. Um, I do list all the time. Like, what do I need? Okay, for the five gig, for the ten game, for the half, for the for the full. Um, and obviously, like all the uh, the uh, outfits for the parks because obviously you need to coordinate as well. <laughs> but yeah, packing for Dolby, it's a lot it's definitely a lot, but you definitely need to start planning in advance um, and do all the lists or whatever works for you. Um, digital list, paper, and, you know, pen and paper lists. Um, definitely everything that you will need for the race and the recovery, because mm-hmm. you definitely need to take care of yourself because you are going to wake it, um, be waking up early, very early, um, and running a lot of miles.
0: Uh, what yeah, about I, we always talk? Go ahead, John. I, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm just going to say we we always talk about that. The logistics of running a race, uh, a run Disney race, are so different from other races that. Uh, do you have any tips for people that way? Because we see a lot of discussion about to stay in a in a resort, to not stay in resort on property, off property, transportation, all of those things. Uh, because those are things that people who may very well be shooting for seven minute miles in their marathon, they may never, never have run a Disney before and don't know about that. So what about some logistical things otherwise that you would recommend?
3: Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just yeah, Give us is. all
3: the tips, um, all the tips you have. All the tips. <laughs> um, you know, I think you need to find your comfort zone as far as where you're staying. Um, I know we've all stayed both on property and off property. Having the buses um, is really uh, convenient. Um, But, you know, sometimes there's long lines for the buses and that can stress people out. Sometimes people want to have control over, um, you know, getting themselves there. That way they know, um, you know, where they're going and the bus won't get lost or, you know, that does happen sometimes. Um, So, uh, you know, you can also drive yourself from the resort, but then, you know, there's road closures. So I think um, you have to find your level of comfort as far as where you're staying. Um, Definitely give yourself more time than you think Mm -hmm. you're going to need to get there in the morning. Um, You know, once you get over there, you have to park and then there's a long walk to get over to the corrals. Mm -hmm. You've got to go through security. You've got to go, you know, all the way into the waiting area. And then there's stuff to do there. There's there's, um, entertainment, there's characters to meet. Um, we have meetups. We always have meetups in the morning before the races. So, um, you know, you can kind of socialize and meet your people. Um, so, having extra time is not bad. You don't want to be that person who's running to your corral to get in because, you know, you're running late. Or, or um, also, you want to leave time in case you get something. Um, you know, if you have, if you bring the wrong bib for dopey and you have to go back and switch your bib, that's a problem. Can
1: you break that down though for newbies who are listening? Like, what they because that's something different too. Like, can you talk about the bibs?
3: Okay, so for, for dopey, you'll get two different bibs um, you'll get a bib for the one five, one.
2: Five, 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 and, five, ten. and the ten 10k, ten and 10 then, then, then one for the half and the full. Yeah. They are different colors, and he has like four. What are they for? But you have to pay attention, you know. We usually do like a reminder post the night before, mm-hmm. like, remember. Your bib color for tomorrow is this one. So because it, it could be easily confused, you know, it can mm-hmm. confuse people, but you definitely need the bib that the race that you are going to run, <clears throat> uh, especially because it has a different corrals. Mm-hmm. You could be in different corrals for the five and ten and the half and the full. So you definitely need to pay attention to that. See, John, did you even know that that there were different bibs?
0: Um, I, I assumed that. But I would have no working knowledge of that, clearly. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but it's amazing all the logistics from, yeah. from a Disney side and from an athlete side that go into this. And I, I hope that people that are coming for the first time just kind of take it with a grain of salt that it's a massive race. There's a huge amount of people. So it's not your local 5K and, where you yeah. show up, you saunter in the crowd, and you're, you're gone in a matter of five minutes. I, you know, it takes a big production yeah. because there's literally in our halves and fulls of 25,000 people, you know, that have to to yeah. go through all this. So the logistics yeah. – is something you also need to plan for too? Just like you said, always being there earlier because early is much yeah. better than late.
4: Yeah, Absolutely. and you know how Disney—they're—they're uh, they're masters at moving people along and and getting you to where you need to go. And you just kind of get lost, or not lost, but you get in with the crowd and you go. You know, so if you get up at, at you know and you're on the buses around three fifteen, is that about the time? Three fifteen. I think there's, about, three. I think, and there's three. yeah, there
3: might be buses at three.
4: That three, yeah, 315, 320, you know, around that time you get on that first go, but you know, that first group that goes and you're, you're having a lot of fun. So you're, you you do not want to miss out on all the music and the, and the, just the experience, seeing everyone in their costumes first thing in the morning, you know, and you get off the bus and you just march <laughs> along out. and just experience it all. And it is, it's, it's, it's so wonderful. Uh, you're almost just kind of lost in the magic for a while, but you could if you just follow the crowd. You pretty much they pretty much guide you and people, you don't know where you're going. You ask, you know, I remember we, exactly. me and my sister were so lost. We were asking people mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, yeah, over there, this corral that, you know, and, and yeah. we just went along. And mm-hmm. and uh, but we did give ourselves time. That is big because you don't want to be, you know, rushing and, and worry. Um, and I would think the first my advice would be for your first race go to the hotel or stay on a resort because they they actually know your you know they know what's going on they get you to the bus they that you have the times you know where the bus is going to be and so it 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 is pretty smooth if you give yourself some time and just enjoy it not to stress out you know.
0: I also think something that I think uh, people talk about uh, too little is post race. I think everyone figures, oh, I'm going to finish. I'm going to jump on a bus. I'm going to get back to the hotel and I'll be, uh, you know, I, don't, I you don't wait in line anymore. But, you know, I have a fast pass to get on Guardians of the Galaxy at, you know, 1130 John, or whatever. A, it's not a
1: fast pass anymore, buddy. That's not, that's not really, we, is it really that's not, that's not see i don't it. know i yeah. don't i know
0: i will we'll edit this out along with the non-galloway <laughs> training stuff uh, we're not gonna whatever, know however no, you you're
1: gonna own it you're gonna own this it's called genie plus or lightning lane and it's available yep. in the my disney experience app
0: okay sure uh, anyway the, I, I believe that the point being <laughs> the point being uh that post-race stuff i think a lot of people are surprised By the fact that, again, we said it, 25,000 people, you know, some people hanging around for the post-race, the reunion lot stuff for a while. It can take you a little bit longer to get back to your uh, resort, your hotel, wherever that may be. You guys mentioned road closures throughout. Sometimes it's a little difficult. So that's the other thing I think you need to let people know. Logistically, just take a deep breath. You have your medal. Just be a little zen about getting on with the rest of your day. And don't. And I would recommend that people not try to overload their day post-race.
1: Yeah. With all those <laughs> fast passes that you have to go oh. to the machine and you put your ticket in and it prints out a ticket for you, John. Is that the fast pass you remember?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, l- I don't know. How long has it been? I I have no idea. I get to the park. I am not a cast member, so I don't get into the park. My wife is, but she has to get all of our other relatives in. I get there once a year. It's usually with a VIP tour. That's come to an end. That's No, don't worry. That's come to an end as well. So I just – I have no working knowledge of anything that happens in the parks. It's okay, John. We still period. love you.
1: We still love you. But, John, did you ever do the Fast Pass where you put your ticket in and it printed out a no. little
0: – No. Really? Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> Those were great.
0: I know. All right. I, I don't I, – I know people. That's I know. how I – whenever I've been able to traverse – it's because someone else is. He's done John it for Pelkey, him.
1: ladies and gentlemen. John Pelkey. Now, Thanks. Paula. Before we move on, you seem like you had a
5: qu- you wanted to say something a little earlier. Well, I was just going to say, um, be prepared to stand around and wait a lot yes. before. So, and also be prepared for every and any type of weather while you're packing, because the weather can shift dramatically from the time you fly down or drive or arrive to plenty, the plenty. race day. So, I've been freezing cold in those corrals. Uh, Somehow the weather in Florida is more humid and that cold can go right through you. So you can be standing out there for several hours in that corral waiting to start and you can be absolutely freezing. You could be hot. You could be rained on. So bring ponchos, bring throwaway clothes, bring gloves, bring heat packs bring extra mylar blankets i would say bring options for your costume yes yeah plan a plan B. be able to layer if it's cold out for some reason
4: the throwaway clothes was one of the biggest someone told me just go to a goodwill or somewhere you know and grab some old sweatshirts or whatever and you'll see see when you're running people throwing their stuff it's just on the side of the road and they say they pick those up and bring them back to the goodwill so uh, so it's, it's like it cycles through. So that was a really good tip someone gave me years ago, uh,
5: the throwaway it, clothes. Just generally be prepared for different weather be prepared to be waiting and just try to embrace that and try not to get... Um, feeling hurried or stressed Mm -hmm. out or impatient or frustrated. It's just part of the experience. It's, it's a different, it's a different animal running in Disney and um, it's just, it's different and and embrace how fun it can be, you know? And I think that's true for the whole race experience because
3: um, you know, we asked some of our members for tips too. And a lot of them said um, be prepared, you know, be ready to um, be flexible because when you get out there on the course, there's going to be things that happen that you can't control You know, it might get congested in some areas. You might have to switch your intervals up. It might be hotter than you expected. You might not be feeling great. So be be prepared to um, not be following your plan exactly and for things to kind of go um, in a way that maybe you didn't expect and just be flexible with it and, um, you know, take the whole day um, in that kind of spirit.
0: All right. If we're done berating me for my lack of knowledge well, of what it takes I to uh, to make your questions. way through the, by the way, somebody else bought the VIP tour. It had nothing to do with me. Carissa can back me I up did. on I that.
1: Can. Yes. Like you've mentioned kind of- that before. Neither of us can. I've been on several <laughs> VIP tours. Thankfully, from other kind humans. <laughs>
0: um, uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad that we're dealing with this logistic thing, uh, right? Uh, and we're going to move into costumes now because that is a big part of what we do. Um, for people who are costuming or. Uh, deciding to costume for dopey. What are some tips there? Because I know at the starting line, Carissa and I and Riley and Tracy will see people in costumes and we're like, ooh, mile seven, that's going to get to be a thing. What are your tips for people costuming and for first timers? Um, Should you maybe, and I don't want to say pull back from that, but really be aware that you're still going the distance. So if you're wearing a life-size spaceship Earth suit, might not... (laughs) Be really conducive to getting to the finish.
3: I don't know if that fits within the rules these days of life size spaceship. (laughs) Yeah, we're not
1: experts on the rules. So we are not the best people to ask about that. But just in terms of like, yeah, what have you guys had any trial there? These things are great, you know, glitter fabric around the arms, not great, you know? Definitely, you definitely have to um,
3: do trial runs with your costume. You wanna make sure that you are practicing with the pieces that you're planning on wearing that day. Um, To bring up my husband again, um, he just, we were going to wear lights for, um, a race for one of the, actually it was the first wine and dine that we met each other. And I said, well, you should probably practice with those before, you know, we, we race in them. And he's like, Oh no, I'll just wrap them in the morning. Well, let's just say he ended up with a, a light wedgie. Um, the lights ended up in places that we did not want them. And he had to run the entire race, um, with things in places that he didn't want them in. So
1: So, um, definitely. (laughs) That's going to be the clip from the show right there, folks. If we can get a picture of the costume, Weston will make a reel. Avoid the light wedgie.
0: And I I am so texting that to Riley Claremont, and that is literally going to be his tips for people in the corral for Marathon. (laughs) You don't want a light wedgie, people. People, you don't want a light wedgie.
5: This is the main takeaway we want to be known for. <laughs> That's right. Well,
1: It is a good point, though, and I, I live here in Central you Florida. Yes. Right on the trail. And I, I did see, last year before Marathon, people in tutus and Donald Duck bills coming towards me. And I was super excited for them. They had no idea who I was, but I was like, they're doing it. They're doing what they're supposed to. And I know that is silly, maybe, for you, Adalis, on the treadmill. I don't know if that works out well. You know, those Puerto Ricanos are like, what is she doing? But you have to, because you don't want to be at mile 17 with a with a with a light wedgie yes
0: (laughs) well and it's really in in all seriousness it's it's really a great trip it's really a great tip because i it's not something i would have thought of is that yeah you you really ought to run a couple of times in what your costume is to get used to it because you know maybe maybe that table around you which uh, the the table guy had to put his table away because they're The rules are already there. They're just enforcing them, I think, a little bit more now because of the crowdedness and and everything. But that is if we can leave people with anything, if you're going to put a costume, we'd love seeing it. But please take it out for a trial run a little bit and see how it works out.
1: Did you wash the lights afterwards? (laughs) I'm pretty sure the lights got
3: trashed after that. Yeah, (laughs) that's hope. As
0: the son, as the son of an electrician, check in with me. Check in with me if you have (laughs) any lighting
2: issues. (laughs) So yeah, another tip is like, um, no matter that how uh, the other pieces that you put on for your costume, but probably use your base pieces like the trusted base pieces, you know, like your pair of leggings that you are used to wear um, the, the sports bra that you are used to wear uh, probably like the shirt or tank that you trust, you know, if it probably you don't have, and then you put like layers of the costume over it. um, That will definitely help you of feeling more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And it depends on, how your level of commitment mm-hmm. for the costume for, because some people um, they have like um, their priority is more be comfortable. And for at least for me and I know Leslie is like, okay, fashion and costume come first oh, yeah. and comfortable <laughs> come later. So, I mean, we ran uh, the full with wearing full jackets for the uh, ringmaster, the Dumbo, um, Uh, Right, like cast members. Mm -hmm. So we we ran like a full twenty six point two miles with jackets. Mm -hmm. So and people will be like, "What?" But it's fine. It's fine. We we got this.
3: And last year we had dresses and crinolines and fascinators. So I think it's just, you know, your level of comfort with costume too. So, um, you know, that's something that we're used to doing. So when people see us on the course, they'll say things like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're running in that, but we're used to doing that. That's something that we do. We practice and we run almost every race with, with props. Like if you're bringing a prop, make sure you practice carrying that prop. So you don't get prop arm as um, our friend, Christine Christensen would say um so you know cuz you're going to be carrying knife i've carried um a pole for her you know, a 13 miles of a half. I know you carried a Dumbo for Dumbo a full. for 26
5: um, miles. Or um, so, umbrellas or jellyfish or, oh, umbrellas. Hour.
3: We were the jellyfish and we had yes. umbrellas for the 10 miler. Yes. Um, my
5: chiropractor was adjusting my shoulder. To me, but it's fine. <laughs>
2: half <laughs> <just>
1: worth it. <laughs> no, I think that's a great point of view that you're illustrating. Like you need, like, if you want to have this fantastic costume, just again, know that your time may be a little bit slower and that you're going to have to handle that little level of discomfort and that's kind of where we go back to the Galloway method is because we're doing run walk we're keeping that sort of that heart rate a little bit lower we're giving our mm-hmm. body that level to stretch but I think that's a great concept And if it's your very first dopey and you just maybe want to bound with a shirt and stuff that's yeah. okay I'll you can always amp it up with with your makeup ladies and your men too you know Absolutely. the glitter lips the hair now I'm somebody you guys yeah. have your ears on now they look beautiful I've got about yeah. 10 minutes in me before ears hurt my head so I'm better off with like a ear but figure those things out and you can find your way to add the Disney magic into your costume in a way that works for what your goals are.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, My yeah. first yeah. half, I just wore, you know, um, I was the Queen of Hearts. And so I had like a little headband with a crown. And then I had, you know, a shirt that had a saying on it and a, and like the skirt that matched the Queen of Hearts, you know, and that was it. It was pretty low key. And then, yeah. oh, you know, first all, once was... we met each
1: other, and then and it was over. Her. And then it
3: just, <laughs> we had the Soren costumes. We ran in Sorin, um, the cast member, member costumes.
2: Of... Yes. And then from there, you know, we were gone. That was the first time. the first time. For one and done, and then for the half for Toby, that we are started mashing mm-hmm. and the recipe story. I cannot and wait to see it. Their costumes
4: are epic, yeah. epic. They've been they've been featured on the Run Disney Run. Is that what the? the main website and stuff in their costumes. They are just amazing. And
1: we will get you guys to send us pictures. So we'll make sure that everyone can see those when this episode comes out. Yeah. Um, For each of you, is there something you've learned through doing the dopies and you might've already said it before that you wish, gosh, I wish someone would have told me this before, you know, my first dopey. We might've touched on a lot of those, but is there anything, even just like how it feels when you're done?
3: So I know, um, another one of our members, Matt Starris, he reminded us that um, the half is kind of like the make or break day. So, um, you know, for me personally, and Idalis, we kind of like to take it easy on the first three days, because even when you're done with those first three days of dopey, you still have not hit the halfway point in your mileage that you're going to be running. Even
1: though we tell you you're 75% of the way done.
3: Right, but you're not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are three or four. Three or waking four up days. Of waking that's,
0: up. that's all I'm trying. To, I'm trying to give people a little positivity. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, be positive. Look, three out of four days done. You're
2: Come almost on. there. Uh, pace yourself. It's pace, important yourself. To pace yourself. Not go all in for the five, eight, ten yeah. and a half. Because you still have to get through the full. And that's where you need to actually have all the energy that you can have. And it's completely normal to wake up that fourth day thinking I cannot do this. It's completely normal, but you have to shift that those thoughts and say that I can do this. It's possible. I Train for this. I train for this. I got this. Um, because you will feel you will feel the twenty two point four miles in your body that morning in the yes. early morning. Yes. It, there's there's no way that you will not feel it, but you can do that. You have to try, uh, trust yourself and just have positive thoughts that you are going out there and you are going to get it done.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good advice there. Yeah, it is. It is tough. And, I, and to be honest, sometimes we wake up on that fourth morning and we're like, okay,
2: all right.
0: Yeah. You know, Hold we got. On. You
1: know, because it is. It just does the that weird. You can't yeah. prepare for that schedule, no matter how early you go to bed. And it's, it's that wake up. It's like, what is it? Okay. You know, we're gonna our voices. You know, you guys legs. It's our voices that get a little, <laughs> a little croaky there at the end. Uh, John, you're pretty good at not getting too croaky.
0: Uh yeah, my voice holds together pretty well, though. I struggled. I went to puberty with my voice a half dozen times during this weekend, so I think maybe I'm. I'm. I'm aging out in reverse. I got a little Benjamin Button thing getting. I'm getting <laughs> my voice is getting younger as my body gets older. Um, but uh yeah, it's it's funny too because we talk we joke about this, but you know, most of us come from a theater background and the second act is always supposed to be shorter than the first act. So this whole idea that you've run for three days and you haven't really gone half that distance of the weekend is really, really crazy. I have often offered up that Disney should do one of these in reverse just to see how people hold together and how few people show up for the 5k <laughs> because i'm convinced we'd have about 800 people show up for the 5k if they had to start That's with okay. the half
3: or the i don't know though we've done a reverse dopey virtually ooh um and it it wasn't that bad it's kind of nice mm-hmm. to get the hard part over
0: <laughs> all right i'm, I'm then i'm keeping say, that
3: i will say um With that in mind, it's, I think it's really important to do those back-to-back, um, trainings for, you know, with the Galloway method is making sure that you have those, those, uh, the SIM days, right? So you've got those four days, um, back-to-back, um, to me, that's super important so that you um, kind of get the feeling of having those four days where you're, you know, you're, you're waking up and you're still tired. You're not, you might not be doing the full mileage that you're going to do during Dopey, but um, you're still getting that feeling of having
5: those back-to-back races and you're running on those tired legs. I agree
0: with Good that. Good
5: advice. back are, are key. Even if you have to, you know, I'm not saying or suggesting skipping, 45 minute runs during the week, but sometimes life happens with all of us and things happen in our life. And if you can't get to it, yes, I think the most important is those weekend long runs, especially those back-to-back, getting your legs tired, running on tired legs and knowing what that feels like, because it's going to hurt no matter what, and just getting used to it and knowing your body can actually do it, trusting yourself.
0: Really, really good advice across the board. All right. I, I mispronounced shenanigators because I thought it were was shenaniganators which I will argue rolls off the tongue. That one rolls off the tongue pretty easily. And and Carissa knows this about me. The longer, uh, the more syllables in the word, the more I want to use it because that's my faux intellectual self stepping up. But can you tell us about the shenaniganators, which is what I'm going to call it from now on. Especially it's okay. We can
2: chase the I, like I like it.
0: Shenaniganators. It just comes out. It's like you could, you know, shenanigators. You know, and Carissa's not going to like it as a I'm Florida State person, t-shirts. the whole gator thing.
5: <laughs>
4: but uh, tell
0: us, because I have a feeling the shenanigators, uh, you know, post-race, is a, probably have a lot of fun.
5: We like to have fun. Yeah. like We like to interact with people around us and laugh and joke. And when we are in costume, we are in character. Yes. We actually, cha- so we have a thing also where we do our run-walk intervals. We name them different things according to whatever yes. our character is. So we did... Uh, Beer maidens, I'll call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, we were, you know, shouting prost and getting people cheering around us. And basically yeah. we just like to hype up everybody around us and have a good time. Um, and then we just interact with everybody and have a mm-hmm. good time. And yeah. after the after the race, we always go see. we looking for the beer DJ. garden. <laughs> we were looking for the beer. We were asking <laughs> everybody where the beer garden was, all the water stops. We're asking if this is the beer garden. And we found the beer garden. And you know german accent yeah, as you yeah. Would.
2: <laughs> i hope no non-german people walk yes. around because <laughs> we kept apologizing. Are, yes i'm
5: sorry i'm butchering your language but um <laughs> just accent. things like that just having fun and getting into character and, and playing around and after the race we like to go see dj cj oh yeah yes. shout out to
3: cj we shut down. We like yes. to, and actually
5: dancing is very therapeutic and yeah, to find out, it stretches things out, yeah. Sends you up, it you feel good to move around and dance. So, we always go over and say hi, yes. and dance. So,
2: we have our signature song that he knows that he has to play for us. We have a couple now, yeah, yeah we, we have, have a couple. couple, but yeah, we do like a runway, we like to do runway, stage and yeah. everybody can join. We get everybody,
5: yes. we'll drag other people in and get them to play around and dance with us and have fun. It's mm-hmm, about having yeah. fun when we're there.
2: We just blow off a lot of steam, we always close the whole thing down. Yeah, the yes. last day, we always see. That like they are turning the, the, uh, all the, the carbs in the, the all the things that basically they're, they're telling us to please leave now. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. I think <laughs> so the last so, time so they we have to leave, okay. The last
5: time they sent a golf cart to <laughs> take us to our car. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah. And they sent a golf
1: cart for us. Like, that's, please leave. That's that's service. So well, that's something yeah. that for newbies you might not realize. Maybe the post-race is more fun than the race. So you got to go back to that that lot that we started at where the character photo ops are because we do have an amazing DJ that will keep you moving and you can have a lot of fun there as well. Uh, we're going to not talk about Disney, which is tough for us. Uh, the three of you, uh, Dallas, Leslie, and Paula, you are sporting your New York City Marathon medals today. Yay! Congratulations. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that race? Wow. Oh, boy.
3: Well, <laughs> I
2: can say that if you think the commute to Disney races is best, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. God. And, like, obviously, I'm, I'm more of a Disney runner. Obviously. <laughs> so, and but I wanted to have the experience. It was my first. Marathon out of Disney, um, so it was completely different. Even just make it a major. It's major. It, sure, why not? Um, but oh my god, that obviously you don't have to wake up at two a.m. like Disney, but we do wake up like at five forty-five to start the commute. You know, like the walking, the subway, subway. the ferry, the buses, and then, um, and then. You start, we started on the uh, wave five. So it was like at 1130 or noon, we crossed mm-hmm. the start line. And that's actually like the, the time that we are crossing the finish line in Disney. And then we started to run and we finished. Obviously, we are padding back. Um, we take a long time. It's fine. Um, and we finish at night. So we were like completely hyped and tired, and it was time for bed. It's not like at Disney that we are, uh, we finish like around noon or one, and then you have like the whole day to decompress and then go into bed. So it was completely different. Um, But I mean, it's good, but if I'm missing one and die, no, I'm not doing this again. (laughs) <laughs> let's go to one and dine. that's right because well, you could you. be at
1: the after party at you know you you didn't even get an after party maybe you got some pizza oh, we're um, not talking about this but I, um, we will say we were so upset
3: that we were missing it that we actually went to the expo uh, for wine and dine on thursday
5: and then and
3: we, then we flew here
5: <laughs> we flew directly wow. here from orlando commitment direct- wow orlando. We went to the Halloween party, the last Halloween party. We went to the expo, surprised a bunch of our friends that didn't expect us there. They were saying things like, oh my God, what are you guys doing here? (laughs) Are you lost? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I love that.
0: It's, it, and is, and Carissa knows this. It's the race that fascinates me outside of Disney the most because having, you know, being f- very familiar with New York City, the logistics to put that on, and I know some people who work it, it's really, really remarkable. But I have to imagine, you know, running through all the boroughs and everything in New York, there is, that would be really, I mean, I'd prefer to do it in the golf cart you mentioned earlier. So if they could get that for me, that'd be great. <laughs> But it has to be, and and shout out to the folks who put that on because that yes. is yeah. it the was
3: unbelievable. It's amazing. It's amazing. The volunteers were amazing, and all the people who come out. Yes. Um, I would. I was telling the girls uh, the other day that, I mean, there were so many people. There was so much energy, like and kids, like and, yeah, kids, serious. dogs. dog. I
5: high five the dog.
3: Yes, oh. but it's like you. I feel like, especially for us, because we're we're so like ah, all the time that, you know, you're giving this energy back to the crowd, like the crowd's giving it to you, you're giving it back. That by the time we got to like the halfway point, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted, not from my run, but from this
2: energy that I'm that I'm like, yeah, yelling, like, you know, yes. every two seconds. I and mean, we were wearing costume, of course, with our so names people our were front front. obviously like reacting to the costumes. And we have to you know, we spent back and it, w- it was, it was great. I will
5: tell you my face yes. hurt. Yeah. Smiling
2: the whole time. I, I didn't train for
5: that, but the, the vol- <laughs> I mean, the, the crowds were unbelievable. It was amazing. You hear this, right? You do hear this from everybody talks about <clears throat> New York, but until you experience it, I kept the whole way. I can't believe this. This is unbelievable. Yeah, it was insane. And there was only one section that was quiet. The Queensboro bridge was yes. quiet. There was nobody cheering on it, but the entire race, the entire 26 mm-hmm. miles was loud cheering mm-hmm. all the burrows were just unbelievable the energy was unreal yeah. yes, screaming your name absolutely. if you run if you run this race I I you have to put your front your name on the front of your shirt because mm-hmm. they'll be screaming your name the chanting. entire way chanting it megaphones mm-hmm. music unless TVs. you have a
2: name that People cannot Yeah, how that, yeah. Idalia at Idala. Yeah, I got like yeah. Idalia's. Uh, I got like the I, like, uh, I got the Liz. I but there
1: had to be some boroughs where they were like, I see you, girl. I see yeah. you. There were. absolutely.
2: <laughs> there were a lot of Puerto Ricans on the course. Yes. And every time that I saw that flag, I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is my flag. Yes. <laughs> I was very proud.
0: It's such it's just such a cool the fact that they can shut that city down to do that is just is remarkable to me. So we we want you at Wine and Dine, folks. But if you're not and you want to pick another race, do New York and let us know what it's like, because it's one. Sadly, we're never going to get to see uh, probably unless they start moving those around. So run Disney. Reconsider your date. I
5: know. I wish they weren't the same weekend because I would have done both back to
0: back. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I was invited to actually to go because I do the Colfax Marathon in Denver and I was invited by some people who work in New York to come up and stay with them and just volunteer and see what it was like. But of course, it's it's wine and dine weekend. So I don't have an opportunity to do this. All right, ladies, we don't want to keep you for the the entire day. As much fun as this is and as much great information. And thank you so much for that, because there's a lot of stuff that came up today that I don't think, I haven't thought about. I'm sure Carissa, even as a veteran runner, there's some stuff that really was helpful for people. But we do have standard closing questions. So I'm just going to pick Paula randomly to answer this first one. When you get to a hard place in either a race or a workout, how do you motivate yourself to keep going?
5: Ooh, um, um, I try to um, really be just calm down and try to think of my future self and really push myself. Um, and just, you know, this is, um, I'll clap. I think Ashley Paulson says this and I, she's, I love her. I haven't come this far to only come this far. That's a great mantra. Like you've, you've come this far. Think of the time all you've been through, you know what you've been through your worst days ever and you've made it through and you know what you're going to make it through. And I think of my future self and I try to just, I don't want to let myself down. Um, and just think of, pushing through pain is temporary or whatever we're going through mm-hmm. and just keep going, keep more forward momentum. Uh, I learned that a lot in ultra running also forward momentum. It doesn't mean, you know, don't stop. If you have to slow down, that's okay. If you have to readjust or recalibrate or, you know, recalculate your goals, just keep moving forward and try to stay positive, reach out for help.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great point. I think I finally learned that after doing so many marathons where there's a point in a marathon where you know, I'm a, I'm a time goal person, right? I I like have a time goal and you'll get to that point. Like I can't, I'm not going to make my goal and you just give up. Right. But I've learned to say to myself, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. You can have that hard mile. You can take that little bit longer break, but if you give up on yourself, you're saying no. So no matter what it is, just don't ever give up on yourself. Exactly what you were saying, like be there for that other version of you. Just keep Buying in, keep betting on yourself even when it hurts, even when you have to slow down. Don't say I can't. Because once you do that, you're just on that sort of the graveyard walk, right? That never ends. And so yeah. that's that's why yeah. I like the walk run, walk, run, because it's like, well, nope, I gotta go again. I have to keep moving, you know, and kind of keeping that. Um, Leslie, we have a question yeah. for you because as you know, we see so many amazing things, you know, the running community there, it's so powerful. So many people overcome so much. What is the most inspiring thing that you can think of that you've seen at a race?
3: So we were talking about that the other day, and um, I think it's not necessarily a single thing. I think it's um, how these race weekends really make you see the good in humanity. Um, when you see, you first of all, I feel like everybody has their, um, you know, their things that they're overcoming. You have runners who have overcome cancer. You have. Runners with disabilities, you have um, runners who you don't know the things that they're going through, Um, but you see people on the course who are stopping their race to help other people, who are slowing their pace down to encourage another runner who might be struggling. Um, All of the spectators that come out to give their energy to the runners, like all of these amazing things that people are doing. They're, you know, they're stopping, you know, they might be changing their goals that they can help another person. And I think that um, it really kind of restores your faith in humanity and really um, shows you how good people are really. Um, And that to me is very inspiring.
0: Absolutely. And we only touched the tip of the iceberg. So talk to people, anybody who's out there running, talk to the people around you. You will find out some amazing stories that will really. Really help you through. OK, uh, one more, Christine, I'm going to throw this out to you initially, but this is for everybody. If you have someplace, place, uh, if people want to follow you personally. But, Christine, first of all, let's talk about the group, uh, the hashtag Run Dopey group. If people want to follow, people want to join, where do they do that?
4: OK, we've got our Facebook uh, group, which you can just type in the search engine, run hashtag Run Dopey and we pop up. Um, we are working on our website now to get it up and running and to collect email addresses. Just in case something happens to Facebook or anything goes wrong, we have people's email addresses that we can still keep in touch somehow. Um, so we've just got a lot of work with the website. The website is rundopey.com, but we still have, um, you know, work to do on it. We're going to be putting some merchandise. Idelius is one of the best uh, merchandise, you know, shirt maker ever. And um, we want to put, showcase her stuff and just, you know, showcase people that are fundraising and just we've got a lot, a lot of ideas. We're wanting to go into um, nonprofit, you know, and try to make Run Dopey, you know, and get our own bibs and stuff eventually. So we're working little by little gathering information. And that's where we're going in the future with this or we're wanting to.
1: Well, you and, guys have done great stuff so far, just from that little thought of getting people to a positive community to help and get so many people across that finish line. Uh, Christina Dallas, Leslie, Paula, thank you so much for spending time with us. We will see you guys all very soon at Walt Disney World. Thank,
4: thank you. you
1: so thank much you for having us. This was amazing. All right, athletes. Here's the drill. Time to shape up your diet. Carissa, give them the goods. All right, Sarge. Now, we've talked about the Mediterranean diet before, Johnny. We're going to talk about it a little again because I think it's such a good base to build your diet on. John, when you think about your diet, and we say it all the time, your diet's not terrible, but something no. goes awry. Um, do you think you incorporate any <laughs> – something? there's a just, problem
0: <laughs> there's something wrong with john what's uh, wrong with john so for
1: those of you listening we are taping this two days after wine and Diet. so i think that's a little bit of our punchiness is still uh a sleep recovery but do you incorporate mediterranean diet elements into your suspect diet
0: uh, yeah, I mean, as much as I know about obviously the Mediterranean diet, I mean, we do a lot of fish in our uh, uh, we and try to do. Though my wife doesn't enjoy the oily fish quite as much as I do, and I know those are generally better for you. But uh, yeah, we 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 incorporate a lot of that. Uh, my my diet is a pretty decent diet. It's just my cheat days are bad, and my lack of uh, consistent exercise is probably why I look the way I do. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: It's okay. I mean it's really just for you and Jody that you need to apologize to, but oh man, we should always do these. We should just do these after the race. It would be hilarious. All right, but back to the Mediterranean diet. So what I wanted to just kind of reinforce with that, yes, like it's an amazing diet. So there was a study that just came out that found that a higher adherence to the, the full Mediterranean diet, with which we'll talk about in a minute, was associated with a 29% lower risk of all-cause mortality and a 28% lower risk of cancer compared to the people who were farthest away from that diet. And the Mediterranean diet, diet is not just a diet, but a lifestyle. So what you want to focus on is less animal proteins. So more of the fish like you're doing, but also more fruits and vegetables, more whole grains, definitely the olive oils, the things like that. So where they think that this benefit, this essentially a 30% reduction in your risk of all cause mortality came from following the Mediterranean eating habits, which I just talked about, But here's what I think is cool, having adequate physical activity, focusing on rest, and isn't this interesting, focusing on social contact with people. And I think that's a... No, but you're not, because you're actually quite a social guy. Every time I talk to you, it's always we went to my friend's house. So the Run Disney weekends, even though there are four or five of them, six of them, being at those weekends, and like we just saw with our Run Dopey group... Conversing with people in a positive way that actually does help, help you live longer. So I wanna give a shout out to Healthier You because we're getting towards the new year and people maybe wanna start looking at how can I improve my health habits. I'm a registered dietitian, so it is nutrition-based, but we do talk about everything to sort of boost that overall, what we call a life score. So it is, what you're gonna get is a 12-week online program that each week you have a set of modules, videos that you want, meal plans, and then we have monthly chats So we have a chat topic and then you submit your own personal questions That I answer. We record it. If you can't be there, we send it to you. So if you want to join, I'm giving out our biggest discount ever for the first of the year. It's Dopey. So use the code Dopey. You're going to get a huge discount. And then we have a special program that just rolled out this year where if you only want quarterly meal plans and to be able to join the monthly chats we've got a special offer for that so that'll be coming out soon but go to gallowaycourse.com and you can find out how to get on board with the healthier you and shout out to Teresa she has been I call her like my poster child for success for healthier you she's lost a lot of weight and that's not necessarily always the goal but she has because she's learned how to sort of better better have nutrition habits
0: good information. You would have appreciated last night's meal for me. I ate very, very healthily.
1: Good. Well, you have to after the race week and you want to like get back to like the normal house. I know. I had
0: to do some salmon, some couscous with Mm. beets and feta cheese and sautéed vegetables. Oh, that sounds delightful. That was last night's din-din. So, by the way, can I just shout out, I don't know if you haven't tried to do salmon in your air fryer, I highly recommend it. It comes out Perfect.
1: We will. I will try that. Weston just walked in the door. Weston, salmon in the air fryer. Let's try that. About
0: eight or nine minutes on four hundred degrees. It'll be a little pink in the middle and uh, perfect. And if you're if you're looking for a great marinade, I found one online last night. Maple syrup, sriracha, uh, and um, garlic. Maple syrup, sriracha, and garlic.
1: Weston's like over here. Try
0: in the air fryer. Can
1: I just tell you that I said, oh, let's. We haven't done this. Weston's walking in with his Chick fil A bag, going, "We did that, babe." we did that. I don't remember.
0: I, don't, I mean, why do you got to be, you know, let's just see that, that again is my, um, that is, that again would be my, my failing is that I would walk in with a Chick-fil-A suitcase and not <laughs> not, a, not a, not just a bag. Not We not are a small not bag. sponsored
1: by Chick-fil-A, but we would actually accept that.
0: Um, <laughs> We would.
4: Athletes listen up. It's mail call time. Announcer free present.
0: Thank you, Sarge. Uh, Mason motivates is uh, sending us this question, wants to know how the race course characters are selected. I do believe that uh, Mark Ferreira touched on that a little bit. So if you haven't heard our interview with our director, Mark Ferreira, he probably goes a little bit more in depth. But Carissa, I can answer to this a little bit, as can you. Uh, Obviously, try to theme them as much as possible to whatever the theme of the race is. And what Mark and the, the creative group, uh, the creative folks are trying to do is to tell a story. So even if the characters don't necessarily 100 percent fit into, you know, uh, the Encanto theme to just to, to go back to last weekend, they will be telling the story of the race in some way. So that has to do with it. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of things involved legally with uh, intellectual property stuff and um, certain characters that uh, can only do so much versus other characters. And I don't know a lot about that. You did work in Character Department. You might know a little bit more about that. But that has to do with it. But really, they're trying to tell the story of the race.
1: Yeah, we try to tell the story to kind of bring it all together. And sometimes maybe you're not going to connect those dots right away. Uh, But this was a banquet bash for Wine and Dine. So we wanted to have movies that had a concept of maybe a little bit of food there and also as Mark alludes to in his episode he puts out a list of characters that he wants to get sometimes those costumes aren't available in Walt Disney World so we're at the mercy of other Disney parks around the world if they're willing to to give us those characters. And sometimes those come with specific performers and things like that. So he has a blue sky and I know there's sometimes characters that are repeated. uh, But for those of you that are maybe perfect seasoners, there's some people that are not. And so they're excited to see those characters even if you're like, oh, I've seen them again. We always try to have, you know, our Fab Five in there. So they do a blue sky, bring it into the theme a little bit and then try to say who's rare that we can bring in? Who's going to be a good surprise? I can tell you for the 10K, Meet the Robinsons were out there. And we turn the corner by the Skyliner and the Rue Robinsons movies playing. And so that was like a nice cue that, hey, this is what's right. going to be going to be coming up next. So, um, yeah, they do their best to try to make it creative, fun and also really tie it in to that race theme.
0: Well, this yeah, is I a th- think we need. Go ahead. I, I was going to say we equated to, you know, because uh, they all the the veterans who run all the racers are like, oh, my gosh, we see the same characters. I equated to I've seen Bruce Springsteen probably a dozen times. I don't need to hear born in the USA again. I don't need to hear Dancing in the Dark again, but a lot of people, it's their first time around and they want those touchstones. Remember, we have, and I believe this is still true, the largest number of first-time uh, distance runners, so they haven't been through this before. So enjoy the ones that you've seen before and look for those surprises because they really, really work hard to put a few of those out there. Yeah,
1: well. Robin Hood and Little John uh, last oh. week. Super, super Google fun Ollie. to see them out there. All right, guys, this was a fantastic episode. We cannot wait to see you as we're getting very close to the big one uh, the Walt Disney World <laughs> Marathon Weekend. So if you guys have a story you want to share, if you have a question, Even if it's a nutrition question, email us, 321 podcast at gmail.com. Send us a message on Instagram, and we will see you real soon.